episode of the TDM Show. I am your host, Greg, here to talk about all kinds of video games that got announced this week. But of course, joined by three of the coolest people I knew and know, past tense and presently, because I've known you. <laughs> yeah, don't know how that worked. Oh, what's up, Matt? How you doing? Um, pretty good. I love the, the pseudo time space science that you inquired, whether it is to know or to have known someone is to spend a lifetime in this universe. I don't know. That seemed poetic, but didn't work out words wise. I, I was like, know. where are we, where are we going with this? I don't know. High thoughts from the TDM <laughs> show. What's up, Caleb? How you doing? Hey, just another day in paradise, you know, yeah, I just, uh, you know what? I'm actually going to not say much. We already got a lot to talk about, so I'm going to reel it in. Let's get to the content. And, of course, the forgotten one. What's up, Ash? I'm sorry. Yeah, and then now now you say hi. <laughs> <laughs> to, to make up for it, to make up for it. Now, I did say hi last week. I just did not actually ask what you're doing. So, Ash, what video games have you been playing for the last two weeks? For the last two weeks? Um, mainly, I have been playing Daisy and Planetside. Um, but I have gotten back into ARC because of the new map release that just happened. Um, the pr- our private server finally added the Fjordr map, so I've been playing a little bit of that lately. Mm-hmm. Nice. Streaming it? I feel like I want to understand the sentence you just said, but none of those languages or words can glue to my mind. The private server had the Fjorder lens. What what is a Fjorder lens? Look, man, I was trying to be nice, the but the private <laughs> server that you play on added the Fjorder map. That's the oh. one. Who the hell is Fjorder? And why does he need a map? <laughs> I like how your initial response is oh I get it. No, I don't. <laughs> Not at all. This is it's okay, Caleb. We still love you. I don't know who this man is. Does he sell mattress like Mattress Mac? <laughs> it, it, moving on. All right. Uh, Matt, did you play any Mario Strikers this weekend? Oh, you absolutely know I did. Um, as soon as I got home from work. Um, actually, I bought it on my way home from work. I was like, you know what? I didn't pre-order it, but I'm still going to get it nonetheless. So picked it up. Uh, unpackaged it, and you know what? As soon as I opened up my Switch, it hadn't been charging, dead. <laughs> it's been sitting on my desk for a week. So I kind of had to like let it sit there, and so I was laying in my bed playing through a lot of the tutorials just to, to get some refreshers because I might be good. I might be a prodigy. Still got to brush up on the basics. Um, so I have played a little bit of Mario Strikers. How's that going? Um, It's been a lot of fun. Um, I've mostly... like been getting reacclimated to it or acclimate. I don't know if reacclimate is a word. Um, and very soon, very soon I'm getting my combos down. I'm finding my core team. Um, and then also getting some gear so that can change stats for my core team. Um, and then I'll be able to take some people on. Very well. Caleb, you play any of your normal go-tos, your chicken little soups? Uh, no, I've actually been back in the back in the saddle with the big boys, because um, you know, after Disney World and coming back to Casey and settling in, I was like, oh, I actually have time to play video games again. Uh, so I've been going heavy in the paint with um, Divinity Original Sin Two. 
and then I decided to bring the PS5 out of storage um, after um, sending one to my cousins in France, who still apparently is trying to buy a French controller. <laughs> Whole backstory to that. Make sure you tune into our Patreon to get the backstory on that one. <laughs> Patreon.com backslash TDM show. <laughs> hey, but it's 15 bucks cheaper. <laughs> hey, listen, it is what it is. Um, we be back at. Um, I, 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 <laughs> I jumped back into Elden Ring, played it for seven minutes. I had no clue what I was doing, forgot my build, forgot what class I was doing. I didn't know what part of the map I was on. So I started a new playthrough and proceeded to get just smacked around for 14 hours. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to put this down for a little bit. And um, then did something even dumber. Redownloaded Dragon Age because oh I was super God. excited um, due to an an announcement. And I was like, okay, let me check what trophies I have. I only have 27% of the trophies. I'm like, all right, cool. Let's go ahead and look through the list. So I did a nightmare difficulty all-talent run. I hate my life. Apparently, the thing I'm learning about my gaming habits is I hate my life. But we're doing it, so here it is. Um, possibly getting back into Twitch streaming just so y'all can watch me just die repeatedly over and mm. over again out of frustration. Mm. But until then, we'll just continue rocking. Yeah. I uh, actually played Diablo Immortals. Did so today on my cell phone. Um, <clears throat> I'm impressed. It's it's a it's Diablo. It is very very simple. It's got. I don't like that it has like the on-screen joystick, but it it works pretty well. I haven't had any issues with it. Um, you get five attacks. You get kind of your your main attack, which you can hold down auto, and then you have four cooldowns. Uh, I chose Necromancer because why not call the dead to kill other people for you? Yep. You know what I mean? Um, Speak. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yeah, but uh, yeah, we know. But uh, loving, loving it. I probably put four hours into it, and I'm level 26. Apparently, I had beta access. I just remembered, um, which doesn't matter now, but I'm downloading it as we speak. So I was waiting for a human that I know who's actually played it because the reviews were ranging from this is the best mobile game conceived to this is the worst thing in the history of humanity. Uh, if this game and... AIDS were in the same room, I'd save AIDS. And I was just like, wow! I mean, I would, too, like, save AIDS by stopping it, I guess. No, it's like, you either let the game be, or AIDS oh, be. Oh, I got it. I misunderstood. Got you. Okay. No, that's what, that, yeah. I'll stop myself on that one. Um, yeah, so, uh, no, it's good, though. Like, uh, it, it doesn't feel like, so far, the in-game purchases are egregious. Um, but I am still like in that, oh, you reached a certain level, you unlocked this new area kind of thing. You know what I mean? So it's pretty good so far. Got me hooked on it. Just, I don't know where it falls in Diablo, like the lore itself. Like it, it just feels like a reskin of three so far. Probably is. It's probably a portion of three that was supposed to come out later that they just decided to crop out and make mobile. Well, didn't Deckard Kane die in three? Yeah, yeah, because uh, Lilith absorbed them. Yeah, he's straight up alive. 
So this takes place. It's either a re retelling of three or a predecessor. Don't know where it falls in timeline. I haven't done that research yet, but nonetheless, still interesting. Would recommend for a free download. In game drops some games, right? Have you tried uh, it on PC? Uh, is it on PC? Yes, I'm... that's one of the big things they reversed on. So they, it's still the same game, but it's available on PC. So guys, go ahead and run it. I'll go ahead and boot up my Blizzard. Oh, never mind. I uh, was boycotting Activision Blizzard because uh, their CEO, their former CEO was um, a terrible human being, but I forgot to re-download all that stuff since Uncle Phil took over. Oh. Hmm. Interesting. I didn't know it was all on the PC. Something for your head top. But, yeah, um, but you can do, like, multi, like, co-op or multi-group dungeons as well. So you can actually go into a dungeon and either go solo and, and work through it or actually group, group edit, so... I guess it gets harder if you play as a group. It's cool. It's fun. It keeps me entertained. It replaced that other game I was playing, Funball. So, <clears throat> that being said, tons and tons of games announced this week. Like absurd amount of games announced this last week. Mm -hmm. uh, there, there's not enough time in my or anybody's day, our days, to do what we have to do and keep up on all this. So. What is what? What games did you see that got announced that you were like just chomping at the bit to talk? That's all I want to talk about today. Try and bring some titles out of the light that you've seen. Talk about some stupid stuff. Just have fun talking about games that got announced. Um, mine is super easy. Uh, again, because there's so much that comes out of Summer Game Fest and anything else that that's happening. Um. It's overwhelming. It almost makes you think of like how how can they keep sustaining this and how can they keep it like easily digestible for the common viewer, let alone like people that work in the industry. Um, but for me, I think the two things that I'm still like really looking forward to that I want to talk about uh, that maybe you guys won't touch on. Uh, we got another look at One Piece Odyssey, um, giving us a bit more of the story. Um, I like One Piece's wow one of my top three anime and the video games are always been so fun and it's more of like an rpg at this point so super excited that they're showing us more of that and also they gave us that nightwing trailer for gotham knights um which is a game that uh i'm still very much intrigued to play and to get i don't know about day one but it still has like my interest um and those are really the only two things that I had made a conscious effort to be like, okay, like I, I need to keep an eye out for this and who knows what else is going to come out this week. Yeah. I didn't see what did they show off about one piece? Like what was, I know they've been showing a little bit. seems like every month now. Yeah. Um, it was really just a bit more story from what I remember. Um, and I know they, showed off uh, like a couple more movesets for Luffy, but that, that was about it. It was really just more story building for it, um, which for right now at the stage they're in, because I don't think it comes out till next year. Is that right? Odyssey? That's when, 
That's when everything comes out right now. Yeah. Um, which I mean is fine. I don't expect anime games to keep their stories under wraps because they always do such a good job of that anyways, but it's because it's an original story. They can, we don't even know how much they've put into this. So I'm okay with them just showing us that for right now. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Diablo four. So got announced at the Xbox showcase. There was actually a lot of the Xbox showcase I want to talk about. Um, but they showed off the fifth and final class they're going to launch with. It's going to be the Necromancer. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember the class? What is it? The Barbarian, Necromancer, the Thief, Wiz- Rogue? Uh, I think they're calling it Rogue and then Wizard. So is it just... Hmm. Okay. I think we're missing one. But anyway, uh, they're off the new one. Apparently... The game's going to have DLC for years. And it's also, it looks like it's going to take uh, kind of something similar to like what they're doing with Immortal and do almost like an MMO, not MMO. So like there will be people there. You can play co-op, um, but it's it's like an oh, a shared world kind of vibe. Does that make sense? Yeah. So the <clears throat> five classes are the Barbarian, the Druid, mm-hmm. That's the rogue, one. the sorceress, and now the necro. Yeah, that tracks. Is what they do. So, um, we'll be cross-play, cross-platform, couch co-op. Uh, I was concerned when they showed it off, all they said was Xbox and PC. Yeah. I was like, oof, it is coming to PlayStation. So that's good because they're technically not underneath Xbox yet. <clears throat> um, but they will probably shortly after this or before this launches. This does come out next year. Caleb, are you a big Diablo fan? I feel like. Yeah. So I got into Diablo 2 probably six months before Diablo 3 dropped. And I played the hell out of it. I think I put a thousand hours into Diablo three um, and I jumped back in, put in about a hundred hours every six months. Um, so I've stayed, I've stayed consistent with Diablo three, um, all of the, all of the iterations of it. There are things that they're doing with Diablo four that are definitely forward progress. There are things that they're doing with Diablo four that they tried to do with Diablo three and got smacked in the face for Then I'm like, why are we doing this again? Why? But they're but they're not though because they're not having the open market. They're not having the open market, but they're still having a live market. Yes, but I I feel so I feel like that's what Immortals is. Like I think when you see Immortals, I feel like that's going to be more accurate. I don't think it's going to be a market for gear and weapons. And if it is, I think it's going to be an in-game market like in-game currencies. I don't think it's going to be one of those you can buy currencies. I think what they're mostly going to focus on for the microtransactions is that transmog stuff. Yeah. I hope they backtrack on that even further. But um, again, in Uncle Phil, we trust. Um, For me, the most interesting thing was the open world cross-play aspect uh, because that means that this game is going to be running on Blizzard servers uh, much like Warzone is right, so you play Warzone on 
your Samsung fridge if you want to. I don't care. But it's running on Blizzard servers, which are and have been confirmed to be dedicated servers. Um, they, they did confirm that they are running on dedicated servers. So if I want to play the same character on my PC and my PS, PS5, and, and because I have Xbox Game Pass PC Ultimate, I could still play with my Xbox friends. Um, I, I love that. And the gameplay looks phenomenal. I like that they have PvP zones, and it's not yeah. a separate game. I love that it's it's a zone. It's kind of like the Dark Zones from Division 2 um, and Division 1. Like, if you go there, just know it's all smoke. Yeah. And if you go there and get beat, you can't complain because it's clearly demarcated. If you're coming here, prepare to run hands. And I love that there's kind of like an incentive to go because not only can you like PVP by yourself, but if somebody is just in their wrecking shop, like they're a, a, a Twitch streamer or whatever, and they're just going to town, the game will recognize that they're in their wrecking havoc and they'll be like, oh, okay, so you're a big dog on campus. Boom, bounty on your head. And yep. <clears throat> literally there's a, there's a bounty that drops. There's a world event that goes out, which I'll talk about world events in a second. Or a notification, not a world event, that'll go out to say, hey, this player is now marked as the champion. If you kill him, you get the loot. Yeah. So I think that'd be really fun for, like, you know, people who are just having fun playing solo or playing um, just group raids or whatever. A champion drops, the whole squad runs in there, runs hands with him, somebody gets the loot, and then the team can share and then go about their business. I think they're doing a lot of that PvP stuff right I love the world events again for solo players or PVE players like myself. Uh, my life was you guys, you guys, the podcast knows how nonsense my life was for the last three and a half years. Yeah, I, I, I could jump on and play for a certain amount of time, but now that I can have like dedicated gaming time, we can have a TDM squad, we can, we can be running um, world events, world dungeons, and randomly we'll come across a random thing, and all of a sudden it's a world boss. And that has nothing to do with PVE. It has nothing to do with, like, your skill. It's totally random. And someone who's playing the game day one versus the a person who's playing at day 100 can all join in, and everyone will benefit from the loot. I like that. What I don't necessarily like is, like, how you can still get uh, gear for that has nothing to do with your character. That was one of the biggest issues with Diablo 3, if you ask me. It's great that you can get gear for whatever character, but then all of a sudden, your bank is full with gear for four or five characters that you, like, for four or five, how many characters you end up with, you're playing with one. So, I hope they make it more instanced, where, like, if I'm playing this character, the majority of the gear that will drop is for my character. But if I'm playing at a party, yeah, it's free for all. Everybody can drop, and I can trade with my friends. I would like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I, I never had any issues with getting gear that isn't for your character. Do we have that confirmed already? What, instance gear? Yeah. Like uh, that's not set specifically for your character class? Everything that they've said is that uh, it'll, it's improved on the Diablo 3 gear system. Hmm. Interesting. Because I thought they tweaked out. The, the... No, because it definitely was. Okay. Yeah, I guess that is a point. I don't. 
I don't know. If I can share it with my own account, like you can in your stash, it's not a bad thing because you play so many classes. And you get so much gear. I've never felt like it. It never bothered me. Yeah. It never it never felt like I was never getting enough gear. It always felt like, especially if I was going for a specific build or a specific set, I had to play for an umpteen amount of hours um, in order to get the, the 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 piece of gear I was looking for, and if then I wanted to go for God rolls, which only mad people go for that. But you know, hey, I'm I'm clearly a masochist, and I hate yep. my life. You sure uh, do. Mm-hmm. Going for like going like for example, going for God rolls on like the 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 Phoenix Sphere was nonsense. The drop rate was point one 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 seven nine five. why i did yeah. that but i um but it would but. The, the drop rate would be higher if it were like okay i'm playing a wizard i get 90 let's say 90 or even 80 percent of the drops i get are for the wizard and the remaining 24 whatever classes and then let's say if i'm playing in a group it drops down to 70 30 i would even take 60 40 that way i'm still getting majority of the drops for my character but like if greg is probably playing a barbarian as he usually does and matt decides to Oh, you don't play a barbarian? I mean, I usually play once through as a barbarian, but yeah, necromancer. If necromancer is available. That's that's my go-to. Oh, so Greg is running the necro. I'm running sorceress. Matt decides, you know, he wants to see what's happening because we've been trying to play Destiny two and a half years. Ash, what are you running as? You're gonna be our barbarian. You're gonna you're gonna be another necro. I mean, I always play the DPS character, so I mean, whatever. You're the rogue. I can see yeah. you the rogue. I'm I'm your get in, get out really quickly type of person. I've always yeah. so rogue. Or druid. Yeah. So druid is basically a magical DPS character. Um, so apparently IV I see I see veins um, just updated their site. Um, at ten eighteen PM. I don't know what time zone they're in, but uh, okay. Diablo Force promised plenty of changes to the way itemized Itemization works from previous entries, which character ca- customization being the priority for the system. That's not necessarily what I loved. Starting with moving away from sets being dominant to individual legendaries complementing each other, I like that, and making the build special. Significant affix improvements, the removal of ancients and more. Itemization in D4 seems to be moving in a very positive direction and evolving with each new update. Okay, so. All right. Well, sounds interesting. Uh, I can't wait to play. I'd love it to be something if we could all get together. I, like, I really want us to play a game together. So cheesy mean, and horrible as it sounds. I have a PC that can run it now, so I mean, we could all squat up and I can stream it. Make it. We like never gonna sign out of that. That has we more options. That, that gives more options now, Ash. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So we'll figure it out. We'll get it all together. Uh, another one that kind of had me floored, upset, anticipating other announcements, but never heard of them, and I'm still a little salty about it. Uh, the Persona series is coming to Xbox. So they are starting with Persona 5 Royale, and that comes out this year. Um, that one's going to come to Xbox. What's the date on that one? Uh, can't, can't get it. Uh, they're also coming out with Persona 4 Golden and Persona 4 Portable. Or Persona 3 Portable, rather, I'm sorry. Um, so these originally have been exclusive to October 21st, by the way, for Royale. Uh, exclusive to PlayStation. 
they have not been released on any other consoles. Um, and now being released on Xbox for the first time. So I want it on the Switch. I think I have Golden for the Vita TV, but I want it for the Switch so I can play it and not ever play it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think these games, like Persona 5 is going to look beautiful forever. Um, yep. The way that the game is animated is legendary to i uh, mean for lack of a better word um that game on the oled switch chef's kiss um so i agree with you i think it's good um persona 5 is one of the best greatest jrpgs ever made um so more people in the series more fans we have i'll take it um never gonna complain about that uh, do do you do are you in the camp that when a when a console exclusive becomes console agnostic it loses something special or not? Um, yes and no. It's one of those things like usually by the time they're not console exclusive is about the time it's kind of wears off. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody has who's going to what they play has played Persona. It's just a fact. So getting into more people's hands kind of is I, I really look forward to but I also do like that kind of launch console exclusivity just to kind of push you know the platforms in their own directions Does that make yeah. sense yeah. I know like the most political answer I could probably give but no that makes sense <clears throat> um and then uh, another thing from the Xbox by the way I I want to say this I didn't say it up front I hate not having E3 like, this is an absolute foster clock. Mm-hmm. Like, it is everywhere, all over the place. You can't find the information. You're scrolling for days. It's a nightmare. I hate it. It's the worst thing ever. Um, but Koja- Ko- Kojami, Kojima is, part- is going to release his next game on the Xbox. I remember seeing that. <clears throat> and uh, I, I guess... If we're to base it off when they announced Death Stranding, it'll, it's three years out, four maybe. And at this point, I'm just going to say it, Kojima's a whore. Oh, yeah. It's all about that money. But, like, I mean, wouldn't you be? be? <laughs> After oh, yeah. being in, in dungeons 100%. with uh, Konami? And Klinko Machines? Yeah. Uh, so here's the thing. He immediately put out a statement because people were shouting and crying. Sony needs to apologize to Kojima. He was like, Sony doesn't need to apologize for anything. The relationship with Sony is still very, 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 very good. Um, apparently, this game is being designed from the ground up to work and function with Xbox cloud system. So while it would be an Xbox game, expect it to be on PC as well. Okay. I mean, yeah, I expect anything he publishes to be on PC. We saw it with Death Stranding. Yeah. So, uh, I why is everybody such a tissy about it? I don't understand why is because he's never on... he's never released a game um, that hasn't been a PlayStation exclusive, even if it was time exclusive. This oh. is his first Xbox game. I mean, I think uh, Metal Gear Solid Five eventually released on on Xbox, right? It was a day and date. Yeah. Both editions. 
Um, okay. Ash, did you have anything you want to talk about from anything this weekend? Um, so the ARC 2, um, as you well know, I just, I love ARC. It's such a cool game. It's such a fun concept. Um, and so the first trailer that they were waiting into was 2022. Obviously that didn't happen this year. Um, but we did get a little bit more information on ARC 2 with a little bit new trailer. Uh, they have confirmed that it's going to be on a different planet from the original, um, and it's going to have uh, somewhat more of a campaign aspect, it looks like, which I think is super cool, considering um, with a lot of people who start with ARC, they kind of die out on it because there's no end game, so to speak. So, like, I feel like if they have a more campaign aspect side to it while simultaneously having that open world do whatever you want um, online, it's going to bring in a lot more players, um, which I think is really cool. And the fact that Vin Diesel's in it's really awesome as well, because apparently, like, the first when I first saw the first trailer for ARC 2 um, and that he was in it, and then you start reading about, like, why he's in it and how much he's actually played ARC and how much of a nerd he is, it's super cool to actually think about. Um, so I'm super excited for that. Uh, it is going to be exclusive for Xbox. Um, we'll see if it gets released for, or at least exclusive for Microsoft, I should say. And uh, so Xbox and PC. Um, but we'll see if it comes to PlayStation or not. Um with the fact that arc, the first arc came to not only PlayStation, but also to Switch, I would probably expect it uh, to not take too, too long to get to the other platforms. Um, so, and another, so a couple things, Ash. First off, I want to apologize. I rolled my eyes while you were talking. It wasn't at you. It was because I looked at the score of the game and the Warriors were up like 11 points. So I apologize. <clears throat> it wasn't meant towards you. Uh, no worries. But I, I do, like, did you see that the combat, I, I'm not an ARC fan, I don't know if this will impact you, but I guess from what I saw, it's going to be third-person Souls-like melee? Um, I mean, you already have the third-person angle in the first one, um, and it's you can switch back and forth between first-person or third-person, so I would assume they have the same mechanic in two. Um, if not, I mean, it's not such a huge deal considering a lot of games that are that kind of combat style are that third-person aspect. I mean, look at any of your Souls games. Uh, I mean, shoot, even God of War, the way that that combat style worked out was very similar. Um, That's true. So I didn't I mean, think about that. <clears throat> it it's not going to be too far off from what most people are already used to. So I don't think it would take too long to really pick up the whole combat style in general. Um, in this type of melee combat, I feel like third person is a lot easier than trying to do it in either second person over the shoulder or first person, considering you need to really see your environment, especially when you have giant toothy lizards coming at you at the same time. Um, so it's, it's definitely going to be a learning curve at first, but I don't think it'll take too long to, to really get the hang of it. Mm -hmm. I just yeah, want to talk good. about this. Sorry. I just noticed something like Vin Diesel has a strangely specific 
an odd discography when it comes to video game roles. Yeah. Like he just plays yeah. Vin Diesel in all the video games, but he's in a lot of video games. Fun fact: Vin Diesel just plays Vin Diesel. <clears throat> yes. I the mean, only Don- time he didn't play Vin Diesel was when he was showing off Street Sharks. This is true. Didn't he also voice the robot from uh, Little Giant or uh, Iron, Iron Giant? Giant? Iron Giant. And Groot. He, he, yeah, I was about to say, he voiced that robot about as much as he voiced Groot. <laughs> Fair enough. But it's just like one of those things, like, you don't realize how much an actor's in something until you, like, really dig into it. Yeah, I wish he wasn't in as much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I guess. I'm sorry, Ash, I'm not a Vin Diesel fan. He's a turd. No, it's cool. Um, I put nine of them. <laughs> uh, the other one that I also wanted to mention that I thought was really cool that I'm actually really interested to see how this comes out um, was Flintlock. Did you see that one? No, I did not. Uh, so this game gives me like Dark Souls meets Prince of Persia meets. Assassin's Creed. Uh, it's called Flintlock Siege of Dawn. It's supposed to come out early 2023. Um, it will be uh, Xbox, PlayStation, Windows, etc., etc. Um, so it's not going to be exclusive to Xbox, uh, at least not entirely. Um, they do have exclusive content, more than likely, that will be coming out. But it's it's it looks really cool. Um, so from the overall combat style, gameplay, things like that, it's not completely open world like an Assassin's Creed is. It's going to be closer to how like Dark Souls and you know God of War and um, Prince Paul had kind of like an open, a open area. Scope, but it wasn't entirely railroaded. So it's it's pretty interesting because it combines like this. Um, musket combat with a machete axe thing with magic you you it looks like uh if it was assassin's creed 3 liberation Uh um in that same time era so like the civil war era revolutionary war kind of stuff but also set in like egypt right yeah so that's where weird it looks cool It looks cool, yeah, and like that's where um, I got like some of that kind of like Assassin's Creed I'm out. Prince of Persia. Nope. <laughs> nope, giant spiders. <laughs> Can't do it. Look, man, this thing was as big as the person. There was Harry. Uh uh-uh. uh, I'm out. Mm. But Start. Uh, sorry, Ash, I was watching the trailer. Like magic aspect and like some of the dodging mechanics and and some of the attacks. It, it kind of gave me, like, old-school Prince of Persia vibes, so I thought that was really cool. Um, I don't know if either any of you guys played the Prince of Persia that was on PSP. Mm-mm. It was a yeah. Prince of Persia on PSP? Yeah. yeah. Um, I played all the way through it, and then my files and data got all screwed up at the end, and I never finished it, so sad face. But, um... But that one was really cool. It had a lot more like, puzzle aspects and things in it than 
its predecessors on uh, the standalone consoles. Um, but it you're basically fighting against the shadow of time. Um, so I thought that was really neat. If you haven't played it, if you can find an emulator or if you still have your PSP, I would definitely recommend it because it was actually a pretty good game. But I'm actually interested to see how this comes out because it, it looks pretty cool and it looks different. So footlock. <clears throat> All right. Anything else you saw? That, um, that does look cool. Thank you for bringing that one up. Yeah, there's just so many games. There, yeah, I was going to say, there's, there's at least a hand. Oh, Hollow Knight. I can't wait for that to come out. The right. new Hollow Knight. Silk Song? Yeah. I educate me. I just know the title. So Hollow Knight is like a side-scrolling platform adventure. Mm -hmm. um, it's got kind of a darker story to it, but the overall design of the game is really cool. Um, it's not, uh, at least for me, it wasn't easy. I've never actually been good at platformers, so that I could just be speaking to the wind at this point. Um, but it's not an easy game. But the overall story and just gameplay in general, um, it gets you pretty in-depth to it. Uh, just it, like, For example, if you've ever played Ori in the Blind Forest and how deep you get into that story, it's very similar. Um, but it's got more of that 2D animation style to it, and it's not, it doesn't have as much depth as Ori or, say, something like Little Nightmares. Um, but it still has that like uh, kind of grungy feel to it, I feel like. So I thought I think it's really cool. But um, I played the first one on. Oh, what did I play that? I can't remember if I played it on the Xbox or if I played PlayStation. Um, and the second one I played on uh, the Switch when it came to the Switch, and then this one I will probably play on the Xbox. Uh, so another one, before I get to you, because we know what we're going to talk about. I know what you're going to talk about. Uh, Overwatch 2. Yeah. <laughs> so this, this is another one. This Maybe this is the one where they showed the, the Xbox PC um, at the bottom, because I don't see anything about it coming to PlayStation. This one's going to go free-to-play. So it's going to launch in October. Um... They are adding new characters to it as expected, but with it going free to play, and it's just the PvP portion. Because remember, there's the supposedly a PVE edition portion is coming out, which if this supposedly, off, I doubt we'll ever see that. Um, but free to play, and it looks like it's probably going to have massive amounts of microtransactions. This is the definition of a reskin, and I don't know. This feels like the last gasp of like Activision just trying to squeeze whatever money they can out before PlayStation or Xbox comes in and takes over. This is gross. Like this isn't a new game. Yeah, it's nothing. I, I didn't really see. And honestly, I feel like it took away excitement from Overwatch 2 than adding. Like, I feel like it took away more than it added. Yeah. It feels like as if they tried to make 
Overwatch into Fortnite. Yep. That was the vibe I got. Hundred percent the vibe I got from this. Which like, feels like again the last gasp, like this is the dying breath of whatever that CEO like former CEO's name is. It's just none of this feels true. I and again, I could be very wrong. This doesn't feel like what the developers wanted. This feels like this was a publisher handed down decision. No. Mm-mm. Uh Blizzard is a Blizzard has usually and typically been a very independent. Now I know they've been under Activision and Activision has been forcing their will on them as they do with everybody, which thank God hopefully that'll change under Xbox. But I I I just feel like this game was always what this game was gonna be. I I I didn't expect it to be anything else but a reskin, new areas, but I expected it to launch with the PvE. If it doesn't launch with the PvP PvE, there's no point. It's just Overwatch. PvP and you you did some new fandangled stuff, you made the characters look a little bit older and cool. You even use some of the audio from like they used that you know that uh, the line in the original announcement trailer where the kids in their museum oh yep. Tracer is my favorite they used that, used that dark same audio the trailer so it's like come on man I get what you're trying to do you're trying to link it and but really so we'll see though maybe hopefully as time gets closer to release we find out more but I'm I'll play it because it's free, but it doesn't mean I'll keep playing it because it's free. Hell, I don't play games I buy. I was about to say, like, <laughs> free doesn't mean a damn thing. No, sure don't. So, all right, be kid. free and trash. What do you want to talk about? All right, let's get the small fish out the way. Actually, there's no small fish in, like, I, honestly, <laughs> this whole thing feels like this game to triangle it's hard to make heads and tails on my brains fast but uh let's start things off with uh probably my most anticipated game outside of anything bethesda's making um marvel's midnight suns we got the reveal of lilith and her um demon children um we've got the reveal of spidey mams as my goddaughter likes all him um, we're getting we're getting Peter Parker, Spider Man in this game. We are getting Eddie Brock, Venom. I don't know if we're actually going to see any Eddie Brock, but we just definitely have Venom confirmed. And we have uh, at some point. I don't. I don't. I'm glad they did it, but I'm also kind of. I wish they would have kept it a surprise. This is why I don't watch trailers for movies anymore because I want to go into the movie not know possible. But for some reason, like this game is just scratching itch that I didn't know existed. We're gonna get um, Demon Possessed Hulk. Um, on the bad side, and you're going to be playing on the good side and having to um, fight um, these possessed characters. So if you don't know, uh, Midnight Suns is changed from Midnight S-O-N-S to S-U-N-S to be more inclusive um, because the original 80s comic was just delving into the dark side of the Marvel world. And so we're getting new characters, Miss Marvel, um, Captain... Are we getting? I think no. We're getting magic, um, and a bunch of other characters. Wolverines in there. Wolverines in there. Sabretooths in there. Um, and from what I've seen and what I've heard, 
there's a lot of it that's plays like a tactics based RPG and the card based element doesn't necessarily factor in as much as people are concerned it would. So it's less about luck of the draw and more like you're always going to draw cards. How good are you with the cards that you have? And then the aspect that I really like about it that uh, that I was really like pleased is like how many people got hands-on experience and the, the first thing they jumped to was like this game is way more of an RPG than I thought I would get. I love that. So you're going to be at the Abbey, not the Sanctum, uh, uh, Sanctorum place in, in downtown Albany, New York. <laughs> so the Abbey is a brand new place designed specifically for the Hunter, um, where you're going to interact with all your characters. You level up your characters and by like leveling up your relationships. You can't obviously get any intimate relationships because it's a Marvel property and it's supposed to be canon. So they're not messing with any of that. Um, but you can become best friends, essentially. And when you become best friends, you unlock different characters for them and different cards. You cannot buy cards. You have to earn cards. But you can buy skins. And apparently the skins that you can buy are all the classic ones and the most famous ones. So a little bit disappointed there, but um, looks like the gameplay is going to be unaffected by um, microtransactions in any meaningful way. So I'll take I'll take a win there. Rolling right into um, <laughs> Redfall. Redfall looks better than I thought it would. Um, not gonna lie, uh, but also I'm concerned that this asymmetrical four v a billion is kind of getting played out. Left for Dead did it best, and maybe I'm biased. I don't think a game has been able to really recreate the magic of Left for Dead ever since. There have been games that come close, but this just seems like, again, a skin of, a, of something that's been done, baked in the oven, and retrying. Um, we, for some reason, have gotten less than nothing about Elder Scrolls. Matter of fact, they, they, they pretended Elder Scrolls 6 didn't exist because we didn't even get a fake... We didn't even get, like, a developer... We didn't get a fake cloud. We didn't get a cat. There wasn't even like an actual real life pet cat in the background. They were nothing. The only reason why Todd Howard ever said anything about Elder Scrolls Six, and I'm pretty sure he more or less said it on stage, was so everyone would shut the hell up and leave him alone. Yes, yeah, they're making it, and that was literally like, go away. Yeah, leave me alone. Uh, okay, yeah, my look, boy go Todd. Go away. Leave that man. I, I, I refuse. I feel like that's him just being like, all right, here. Because all of his children are like, Mom, 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 Mom. <laughs> yeah, but they did give us gameplay. Let's talk about that. Let's, yeah. let's, let's talk about that. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Mm. Yeah. So they're going to have a thousand planets. I'm mm. sorry, what? Stop me when you've heard this one before. Stop 100, 100, what is it? 100 worlds, 1,000 planets, or 100 One, systems. 100 systems. Heard that you before? You travel to 100 systems and explore over 1,000 planets. The customization of your character is like it's never been before, supposedly. 
Um, you have different factions you can join, as they always seem to do. And they will have different playouts of your game. Um, it's first-person shooting. And Caleb, correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe they added it and didn't have it in the trailer itself. Is there not a reticle center point when you shoot the I gun? Think, I think that was uh, that was for dramatic purposes because I've seen other gameplay clips from other okay. creators that had a reticle. Because I was like, you've, you've got to be kidding me. You just want me shooting into the blind with this? I'm not going to lie. This, this game is one that I'm both like, hell no, this isn't going to work. And maybe I could play Bethesda game. Hey, I, I'm cautiously optimistic. I'm like, all right, cool. You know what? You have given us reason to not trust you, a la Fallout 76. But you've also given us reason to trust you. All uh, Fallout 76 DLC. <laughs> Fallout 76 DLC. Um, PlayStation 5 game that just released at Arcane Studios. Uh, the, you know, middle-aged black guy chasing... Um, Death Loop. Uh, yeah, that guy, yeah. Death Loop, yeah. Um, Death Loop was really, really good masterpiece, according to some. I didn't touch it with a 10-foot pole, but those that enjoyed it really, really enjoyed it. Starfield was getting like i think almost immediately i actually took a nap and woke up and missed this and the first thing i did is check my phone and the first thing i saw was the comparisons to no man's sky and the first picture that popped up was no man's skyrim and i died laughing <laughs> um there's so a lot of similarities with the space exploration but go ahead ash sorry to cut you off but in just in and looking at this in general um to me it's taking several aspects from a game called Star Citizen. You see, I was just about to say that. This feels like No Man's Sky, Star Citizen, and EVE Online all put into one cake. Those things are all good independently of themselves. They could be good together. It's like a seven-layer cheesecake or whatever. You, you, it could be good. It could also be hot trash. So I'm cautiously optimistic, looking forward to seeing what they can do. But um, yeah, I, I'm I'm going to be cautious about this one. I'm tempering my expectations. Is do you think this is going to be a game where, had it released from a third-party developer like Hello Games did with No Man's Sky, that it could do have better critical success? Like, I feel like this is one of those games where the expectation is so high because of the pedigree that it's not going to do well. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a struggle because it's coming from mainline Bethesda. If it was coming out of Arcane Studios or um, the guys that do Doom, one of their subsidiaries, I think it wouldn't be as... But this is their first space game. So I think people were expecting Elder Scrolls-like combat and um fallout like world building and need it mm, mm, it's fallout combat i mean it's it's a shooter like it's, that's all and it's a shooter and they shoot with fallout like, when, when when i saw the the quick firing at the early start of the video like it reminded me of fallout. like fair fallout esque um in the way they do their shooting stuff 
But yeah, I can I, see that. There is no Skyrim in this game. As somebody who's played such a small amount of Skyrim, there is nothing that feels Skyrim-like in this game. I, I 100% agree with you on that. And so, um, Elder Scrolls fans, just chill, sit back, relax, wait. Um, also, like, there's not going to be a voice protagonist, which is kind of like their thing. You are the character, but with Fallout 4, it was it was voiced. As long as there isn't a Friar Took or whatever that homeboy's name is, settlement that needs your help every four minutes, I'm Preston fine. Garvey. Yeah, Preston Garvey no, and, and no, the Temptation. I like Friar Took. I like Friar Took so much better. I don't care what that man's name is. I know exactly what you're talking about. And the, and the small amount that I played that game, that man bugged the holy hell out of me. I'm telling you, like, my man's leave me up. Um, Yo, we dying here at the settlement, and you have guns. Bro. Shoot back, Bruh. <laughs> bro. I literally gave you all of the guns. Shoot back. Um, but Todd Howard himself, big man on campus, um, he himself said they are putting the finishing touches on this game. And Todd usually avoids saying things like that unless he can back it up. Um, now, I understand that he is no longer boots on the ground in the trenches in the development studio. He's he's head honcho. Um, but I feel like he gives his team the time they need to do what they need to do. And um, I want to trust I want to I want to trust Todd Howard this game. I want to trust Howard with this Xbox partnership. Um, if they release uh day and date with a PC game pass. I will, I think I'm going to scoop this one on PC. Um, especially now that Xbox has also announced that they're putting their, um, game pass on Samsung televisions. Um, I think I have my gaming setup now. I'm going to have Xbox PC ultimate. I've have PlayStation plus premium. I have Nintendo switch live for the, um, and I'm going to be able to play everything. I think I finally got my console agnostic system up and ready to go because I'm never purchasing an Xbox console again. There is no reason to purchase an Xbox console. Okay, I, don't I, have, think so. I, have, I have a question for you, Gabe. Yes, sir. Um, before we deviate to something else here, what score rating would Starfield have to get for you to pass on it? Like, and I'm talking not from a single place. Like open critic, metacritic, like an aggregate, what would be your nope? Sixty five or less. Okay. It'd have to be really bad. I cause here's the thing. Because it's Todd Howard, because it's Bethesda, because it's and I'm saying Todd Howard like as a team. I almost consider Todd Howard as a team. It's like it's all the people involved in, in, in all the things that I love about Bethesda. I'm going to give it a shot. I'm going to give it a good 20, 30 hours. If I like it, I like it. If I don't, I don't have to beat the game. I think that's one thing as an adult gamer that I've come to terms with is I do not have to beat every game I buy. Matter of fact, I don't have to play the game longer than 25 hours if I don't like it. I used to force myself to beat games if I hate it because I spent the money. Now I'm just like, you know what? Bitcoin is down anyway. My 401k is down. <laughs> Airbnbs are up. I force myself to unwrap it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
I'll, I'll play it. I'll give, I'll give it the good old college try. I really, really will. I will try to like it. I'm not going to force myself to like it. Um, but, you know, more power to them either way. All right, guys. Uh, so before we get out of here, I want to talk about one last thing. Because I cannot talk about this. On Thursday, we're getting 10 minutes for a 25th anniversary Final Fantasy VII celebration. Mm. What are we getting from this? Part two? Yeah, I think that's that's the big layup. I think we're going to get a look at part two. Do we get like a day for it? Because I don't think, I don't, it's Square Enix. I don't think we're going to part two. They waited two years to show us more information from Final Fantasy 16. I don't think we get anything from a part two for them. I think we get the Final Fantasy 7 Crisis, no, not Crisis Core. All of it just be available to play on um, mobile. What was it called? And anyway, it's gonna have it's good. It's that one where you can play through like all of the different versions of Final Fantasy VII that have ever been released, um, kind of abridged. And then I think we get the Xbox reveal. Think so? Yeah, I don't think they show off part two. Hmm. It'd be it'd make me really sad. Really, really sad. But there oh, will be man. dumb. There will be some dumb thing that I'm gonna get hyped about and want to spend my money on. I want part two because I need I need another statue. I've actually <laughs> been thinking about going back and playing through Final Fantasy games again, doing the whole seven, eight, nine, ten, twelve. Maybe ooh, is thirteen part of the PlayStation Plus thing? I believe well, ten and ten two are. Let me. I already have those on different consoles. Huh. Hey, honestly, if thirteen is, I might have to upgrade my PlayStation Plus tonight. It was only thirty-five beans for your boy until January thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. Do you have any thoughts on the Final Fantasy twentieth anniversary? I no. I don't really have hopes up for seven, to be honest, because kind of like you said, that you know, their announcement timeframes, it doesn't really give me that vibe. Um, however, they could even announce more information slash gameplay of the new one, but I think it's more like going to be kind of a recap of what they're working on. If they do anything for um, the remake it's probably going to be just enough to irritate the crap out of us. The stream is only set for 10 minutes in length and promises fans a, quote, a first look at all the information surrounding the 25th anniversary of Final Fantasy VII. I'm so, buying yeah, something. If, 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 they, uh, if they announce anything for the remake, it, it's probably just going to be a, a small enough amount to get everybody chomping at the bit, but also very, very irritating because I have a feeling it's not going to really reveal 
enough to make any kind of conclusion. Yeah. It's going to be the biggest tease of the century. I'm so used it's to this, though, with this game. Like, it's, it's like, hmm. I'm already depressed thinking about it. I still got three days to go. <laughs> but they can also do, like, a whole new, like, collector's item line that they announced. That's why I'm saying I'm going to spend money. Uh, uh, June 16th, uh, 6 o'clock Eastern, or 5 o'clock Central, or 3 o'clock Pacific Time, or wherever you live, according to those hours, because I don't know the rest of the world. Um, Yeah, so it's 10 minutes. Your boy's going to be watching it, so I'll let you all know. Um, With that being said... I have to be at work. Ah. Selling the happiness. Um, is there anything else you guys would like to talk about before we get out of here? I just wanted to say one thing. So, like, maybe f- I can't even remember how many episodes ago oh, it was, but remember when I said that Xbox was going to be bringing stuff to the TV and you didn't even need a console? Mm-hmm. Remember, when I, remember when I said that? And you're like, nah, that's not going to happen. I don't think I just said nah. You were you were a little skeptical. You're like, oh, it could be a possibility. Like, oh, I don't think so. Mm. I just want to. I was right. I knew. I, it. You were right. You were right. But you're wrong in saying that I said you were wrong. Oh, <laughs> I just again totally missed this because I care less than uh, you know um, it already exists. But Riot Games bringing their full library to Xbox Game Pass. Solid. Hmm. Solid. No. I don't care, but solid. (sighs) Damn it. All right. Ash, why don't you go and tell them where they can find us at? You can find us on all social media platforms at the TDM show, uh, as well as all of your podcasting necessities. Um, Don't forget to like, subscribe, share us with your friends. Make sure those notification bells are turned on so that you know exactly when we go live and post new episodes so that you can fangirl and have fun just along with us. Um, And then, of course, don't forget that you are always welcome in our chat to tell us something that you think is exciting as well as maybe something we may have missed. Caleb, where can they find you at? On the internet, I'm outside. It's demon time. Uh, you, <laughs> you can you find me on Twitter. Um, I think, yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Metaverse Mook. I am on Instagram at Metaverse Mook. Uh, those are the only two places you can find me. If you do want to follow me, be sure to let me know that you are from the podcast. Otherwise, you will remain unfollowed. <laughs> you might even get declined because you know what? It's summertime madness out here. We're out here doing whatever we want. I was out here in the streets, jumping off rooftops, battling on the streets. The loser had to jump. You want to watch out for those knees doing that kind of stuff. Mm. Matt, where can they find you at? Guys, you can tweet at me, at Matt underscore Gutu, um, where I will continuously be tweeting about Mario Strikers because... I've been waiting. This is like one of three games I've been waiting to come to Switch. Now, Nintendo, if you're listening, clearly someone's listening to us. Not to me, but to us. Bring back Kirby Air Ride. If you port it for the Switch, 
it's a wrap. You have my money for the rest of the year. Whatever else I was planning to buy, I will just give it to you. Give us Kirby a ride. And then you can find me at Tonksy, T-O-N-N-K-S-Y, on Twitter, where I mostly just lurk. Uh, but Ash, I don't want to forget about you. Where can they find you at? <laughs> you can find me on the Twitterverse at MS underscore Sparks Madness. Uh, most importantly, also on Twitch, where I occasionally go live here lately because work has been a bit chaotic. But I am going to tack down a more... Um, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, minute schedule? Yeah, there you go. That, that brain work mouth not cooperating. Um, and you can also find me on the gram as well. The IGs. All right, guys, we love you. Y'all have a good one. Be safe, and we'll catch y'all next week. Later.